Unfortunately, the uh, situation in Afghanistan is is chaotic. Uh, the Taliban are certainly going to emerge from this chaos as the, the rulers of that country. And I mean, it's very disheartening that it's come to this. So moving forward here, the question becomes, well, what about those who, who are now fleeing amid the, the Taliban's takeover? What about those that, you know, we have more of a moral obligation to? Uh, to get them to safe haven, those who, who supported and worked with uh, Canadian troops in Afghanistan. So a lot of uncertainty around all of this. The federal government has promised to accept 20,000 Afghan refugees. But who does that include? Does that include uh, the former advisors and interpreters that work with Canadian troops? Is, is that a separate group? How, how are we going to get them out? How are we going to get them here? Are they supposed to apply? I mean, how, how is all of this going to work? Uh, more on, on this side of the, the conversation around Afghanistan here from Global News Ottawa Bureau Chief Mercedes Stevenson. We asked the Prime Minister and we didn't really get a clear answer despite the fact he keeps talking about that 20,000 number. So I spent today digging into this to find out what's what. Here's the deal. The 20,000 number are not new positions that are being created for Afghans. They're within existing quotas. So kind of like how you would make reservations in a dining room for a certain table. This will reserve 20,000 of Canada's existing spots for refugees from Afghanistan. But it doesn't add new spots on top of that. And it's for people who have already fled the country or those who are able to get out. It will not be a rescue mission to bring out people who are on the ground. Canada will also accept those interpreters and those who worked closely for Canada. That will be on top of the 20,000. And those are the folks who are going to be going and actually rescuing from Kandahar Airfield. But unlike the Americans, it won't be a situation where anyone who wants to get on one of our planes to come as a refugee can. Now, one of the big questions is how do you even get out of the country or get to the airport? There's been a lot of criticism of the government on this because they haven't provided much information or have provided very complex documents. Here's what the Prime Minister had to say about that today. The limiting factor on this is not uh, paperwork or not uh, connections with the Canadian government. The limiting factor on getting people out of Afghanistan right now is people being unable to get to the airport, people being unable to actually leave the country. Immigration lawyers who we spoke to, though, say there's no hotline, there doesn't appear to be a clear application process, and it's becoming very confusing for those who were on the ground in Afghanistan and those here in Canada who are hoping to bring family members to join them. Okay, so that from Global News Ottawa Bureau Chief Mercedes Stevenson. So a lot of questions about how this is all going to work, and even for those whose job is to navigate the system, there's some confusion. Joining us uh, to talk more about some of these questions is uh, Nastaran Rushan, is, uh, she's an immigration lawyer based in Toronto. Nastaran, thanks so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the program. Hi, Rob. Thank you so much for having me. So it seems like a lot of confusion at this point in terms of how this is all going to work. What, what questions do you still have at this point? I have many questions, uh, particularly with respect to the individuals who are not part of the contingent that worked with Canadian forces. Um, and these are vulnerable groups such as members of the LGBTQ community, um, human rights activists, people who have really put their lives on the line to help nation build Afghanistan. And we have no information right now about any application process for these individuals to come to Canada. All we know is that they have to be outside of the country to even be considered. 
Okay, well, that, that's an important factor then, and that's clearly, as we've seen the images of, of the airport in Kabul, a very difficult process at the moment. So in order to apply for refugee status in Canada, then individuals need to be able to leave Afghanistan? That's correct, and we obviously know right now that except for the airport where there are some American soldiers, the Taliban is now controlling all border points. Right. So in the last few days, at least, people have been unable to leave. For those who were able to leave before the Taliban t took over the borders, what they need to do as part of any Canadian resettlement program is to first be issued documents that recognize them as refugee claimants. And this is from certain organizations like the UNHCR or the actual state that is hosting them. The problem is that the UNHCR is not operating in many countries anymore, including Turkey and Pakistan. And in countries where it is operating, such as Iran, there are already millions of Afghani refugees. So we don't know how these people will ever be able to come to Canada. What about the criteria? Uh, because obviously uh, refugee claims are, are assessed on, on the merits and, and certainly it's going to depend on, on circumstances and circumstances in Afghanistan have clearly changed dramatically with the Taliban back in control. But what do we know about the criteria? What we know right now is what is on the government's website, which is basically that if you're vulnerable, i.e. you're a woman, you've been um, a woman leader, sorry, I should say, a human rights acti act activist, um, LGBTI individuals, journalists, um, and this is a huge question as to why we're not helping this group, but immediate family members of individuals in Canada. Those people qualify. We have no other indication of the factors that will be assessed for their qualifications. But again, only if they are outside of the country. So what, what can the government do in the short term to... to simplify this process to to provide some clarity to this process i mean i guess number one maybe in terms of you know knowing where to go or who to call or how to make an application is that where we need to start that is exactly where we need to start um all we have so far is an email address that is the only uh, way to contact any canadian officials about this process there is no application route set up. And what the government really needs to do is what they did with the Syrian refugees, which is that instead of requiring Afghans to wait years outside the country before they're referred by the UNHCR or the hosting state, we need to be able to get them here without a referral. And the Minister of Immigration actually has that specific power to do that under the Immigration Act of Canada. And so far, he hasn't done that. Uh, so, okay, so in terms then of, of being able to resettle uh, refugees, because in, in the case of the Syrian refugees, obviously there, there were established refugee camps. We had the, the UN involved in, you know, reviewing these these cases and providing lists to countries, and then countries could do their own vetting. There was more organization to the process, right? And it feels like we don't have any of that right now. That's true. There definitely was more organization, but it was also easier. So right. the 
application process, because it was simplified, allowed individuals in Canada to assist Syrians um, to come here. And some of these groups were lawyers associations who, again, are right now trying to get more information from the government. And these lawyers associations formed entire groups that would sit there for days on end and on a pro bono basis, fill out the application forms for people to come here. Right now, we don't even have an application form. So we have no idea how to go about assisting people. I would imagine then that you and other immigration lawyers in Canada, you must be hearing from a lot of people who are looking for some help or some guidance on all of this. That's exactly right. And it's heartbreaking to tell them that we have no information. And again, this includes people who are the immediate family members of individuals in Canada. So often it's Afghanis who are able to flee prior to any of the Taliban takeover, come to Canada, claim refugee status and have been recognized as refugees. And then what they did was when they applied for permanent residence, they included their family members in that application as the system allows them to do. There is a delay of years before those individuals can come to Canada. And now anyone who's already in that process has been left stranded. Very concerning. Hopefully we get some clarity from the government soon here. Uh, Nastaran, thanks so much for joining us uh, today. Appreciate your insight on all this. Thank you, Rob. All the best. Uh, that's uh, Nastaran Rushan, a Toronto-based immigration lawyer. And, you know, we're hearing from a lot of immigration lawyers this week, uh, you know, in various media outlets that they're all getting them in the same boat. We, we have no idea what's going on. We have no idea what the government's plan is here. All we get is the announcement, hey, 20,000 refugees, and we'll figure it all out later, I guess. So it makes for a good soundbite for the prime minister, but in practice, it, it just feels kind of chaotic here.